Well, hey, business building warrior, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I have a great episode today with a family, at least part of a family. It's a mom and a dad and three daughters. They got one of the daughters on the show with them today. They're in an RV recording this show because mom and dad, who you meet here in a minute, they travel full time. Instead of having a house, they've got an RV. How do they fund it? Well, they use their e-commerce and their other businesses. They've been in e-commerce and entrepreneurial for many years, building businesses and successfully launching and growing them and doing different things. They've never had real jobs. At least it's been a long time since they have. And Rob, the dad who you'll meet here today, has been in e-commerce about as long as I've been, which it's a pretty rare breed. We're kind of the dinosaurs of the e-commerce movement, if you will, since the 90s, right? Selling things online and doing creative things, growing businesses. But they've found recently, very recently, actually, just a few short months ago, of this community, this podcast, the Proven Amazon course, specifically starting out where we start 99% of all new Amazon sellers, because we've learned that it's the best place to start you after thousands of students. They started with the replens model, and they're seeing some early success. These aren't huge numbers. They're spending $1,000 or so per week on inventory, and they're seeing some significant success. It's got momentum. She's been an accountant in her past. Her name's Trish. That's the wife. So we're talking about Rob and Trish Verzera today. Their daughter, Lindsay, joins us as well. Well, she by trade is an accountant. She loves the numbers. We talk about the numbers a little bit today, how they're going to continue to improve and increase the results that they're seeing. We dive into that topic. But they've validated this business model. They say, yeah, this works. We're going all in. We've made our daughter part owner of this new business and they're doing it together. They're being very creative in their approach as well. They talk about some of the early products that they found, some of the big victories so far. We spent some time talking about virtual assistance on today's show. You might find that interesting. It's a topic that comes up quite a bit these days. We've got a service, provenreplensva.com. There'll be a link in the show notes to that and everything else we talk about today. But they've gone out and actually, because of Rob's experience, he was very comfortable going out and finding some virtual assistants. He went through several in order to find one good one that seems to be doing a great job for them, finding eight or so good replens, good underserved listings on Amazon is another way to say the same thing, that they can sell against. Every day they wake up, there's a bunch more. Pay the virtual assistant a few dollars per hour. But we spend some significant time today talking about how they're considering using the service that we offer through Proven Replens VA to pick up another VA that's been trained by our team just to shave off some time on the learning curve and get someone up to speed very quickly. We talk a little bit about Q4. Last three months of the year are called the fourth quarter or Q4. And that's the time when a lot of people spend a whole lot of money because of Christmas and the holiday seasons and how to get prepared for that. We talk quite a bit about several other topics today. It's an episode that I think will appeal to those who have been around for quite some time, as well as those who are new, or maybe you're struggling and you're saying, okay, what's really possible in the first few days, weeks, months of getting this up and going? They've only had an Amazon account as of today, as of recording this for just a a few short months. They didn't really get started until very recently. And a friend of them introduced them to this podcast, and that's what got them excited. But they're competent, they're smart, they're encouraged, they've proven this model works, 
and they're super excited for the future. I can't wait to see where these guys are six months or a year from now. They just strike me as the kind of couple that are going to rise in leadership and have a lot to offer this community as they continue this journey. Well, I probably could give you more of an introduction than that, but I think I'll cut it off right here and just introduce the family to you. Again, today we're going to meet Rob and his wife, Trish, and their daughter, Lindsay Verzera. Let's enjoy the episode together. So welcome, guys. Great to have you here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us very much. Yeah, for those for those who are listening, like I said, you know, we've got the whole crew here. But uh, Rob, how about we start with you, man, and just let's get right into your story. Sure. Yeah, I got involved in uh, in e-commerce back in the late 90s when um, the web was still the web. It's not even that anymore. But got involved in that, started a company right out of having, after having my first real job, um, started my own company, ran that for a bunch of years, grew it up really big, really fast, loved to use automation, really got into figuring out how to automate stuff. <laughs> this is a big part of kind of how we get where we get. Um, but one of the things is I ran it with three other three other guys and we like to play golf, right? And sure. it was, we automated everything. It was basically, if you did something more than three times, we figured out how to automate it. Oh, I love right? that. And with yeah, that- thing repetitive, right? Yeah. You sound like you've got a, oh, exactly. a programmer's brain. Are you a spreadsheet nerd like me too? I'm a, I'm a coder from, <laughs> yes. uh, I've been coding since I was eight years old. <laughs> me too. Do you so, remember the old uh, yep. Commodore 64s and all that? Did you ever have one? I started my, I'm trying to think, back in, uh, it was a pet, of, I don't remember what it was. It was a, it was a pet was the name of the computer. And that's kind of where I, where I started learning basic. Yeah. I um, basic was my first just, language and I, I won some nerdy programming contests and in high school. And yeah, that was my, that's my background too. And it really does kind of force you into thinking systematically and oh, you know, what could go wrong so. and contingencies. Like if this happens, what do we do? If that happens, what do we do? And thinking yep. of all the possibilities, right? It, it, that's good battle training for building a business for sure that systematic thinking and for people who aren't that way it, you can still do it but you're going to need someone who kind of thinks systematically to kind of help you through it possibly exactly. i guess huh? yeah yeah and that was one of the things that, that really helped us scale and grow i mean the company we ended up selling the company a couple years later and the company that bought us was doing about i'm trying to think probably about 10 times as much as we were doing with 100 times the staff so i mean we had we were running this wow. thing with four people and they're running it with 400. Yes. So they mainly bought us for, for two reasons. One for our list at the time, um, our customer base, but also for all the automation that we put in place. Yeah. Um, so that exactly. was absolutely, absolutely huge. It, it reminds um, and me then of from a, there. Just it, kind of, me just, I'll tell you a quick story. You'll appreciate this, Rob. Yeah. And I, I want to meet your family too, because you haven't introduced them yet. Maybe <laughs> let's do that real quick. So we get, don't okay. get too far down the line. Let, let's, who do you have with you here? Sure. So this is my daughter, Lindsay. She's one of my business partners right now. We run the, the business together. And my wife, Trish, right here behind me, she's one of the reasons why we actually started the business. She kind of really kept encouraging us. And uh, eventually we pulled the trigger. And now she's been seeing what we've been doing and listened to your podcast. And we awesome. got the pack course and seeing Beautiful. the replan. So she's jumped in and she's basically handling, she started handling our replan. So we That's just started, awesome. I think, a week or so ago. And, um, or two weeks. And I think we're up to 15, 15 replans now. That's so beautiful. 
Well, we, we'll jump into that part of the story here in a bit, but that that's so cool. I didn't realize that part of the story. So Lindsay and Trish, so yeah, thanks for joining Rob and I on our little nerd journey here as we start, yeah. this, <laughs> start this podcast. So thanks for hanging in there with us. But yeah. <laughs> it, it very much reminds me of this whole automation mindset, uh, which is such an asset, again, to think this way. But it reminds me of a story I heard of a programmer who was getting the job done of like literally 10 or 15 programmers. He was the top programmer at this company. I don't remember the guy's name. I wish I'd have held on to the article when I read it, though. It just planted something to me like, I'm going to remember this story. Well, the company found out that he wasn't doing the work himself. He was actually outsourcing it for a few dollars per programmer to Pakistan and Philippines. And he had this whole team oh, yeah. of like 20 programmers making him look like a hero. So what did the company do? They fired him. And I thought, no, I want to build a company that embraces guys like yeah. that and puts them in charge of the whole department, right? Because sure. he's basically doing nothing and leading the charge of the programming and technology development of his company. Um, oh yeah. Like that's the kind I of, mean, that's, that's the kind of thinking you want. Exactly. Yeah. And it was funny because that, that same thought process led up, I mean, throughout my whole career. I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've worked for myself for the past 25 years. So I've never had a, a real job, but everything I do, I always, I always look at that. And even Right before we got into Amazon, we did a lot of affiliate marketing and network marketing. And it was interesting because that's when I discovered VAs. And now all of a sudden I can actually have a real person outsource. I can outsource to, to them for literally pennies on a dollar. And it makes life so much easier because you can't, I mean, time is the commodity that everybody wants. And now I can I can outsource that and get more time. And that's that was always been been the goal, right? You want that time freedom. And that's one of the things that that doing that and and constantly doing that and involving that process has allowed us that to, to have. So it's been it, that that part has been absolutely fantastic. That that's beautiful. And this might be an opportunity. I'd love to hear from Trish because we haven't heard from her yet. And then Lindsay too. I mean, we got your team here. So, uh, but Trish, you know, you guys are in an RV right now. <laughs> this is yeah. this is your life. It, it, fill us in. What's the reality of the last few years of this e-commerce lifestyle, living on the road? You know, talk. From a mom's vantage point, wife and a mom, you know, fill us in. So we've been on the road now for just over a year. And Lindsay being our youngest. So for my business, I do a lot of network marketing and do a lot of online stuff. But because of Rob, we've been able to have the success we have because of the automation. So he was the kind of always the back end. I was the front end. But it was one of those things that I've got several friends who are doing Amazon. And that was kind of why I was pushing him towards it. Cause I'm like, he really, he was trying to figure out something new to do. And I'm like, this is where we should go. We've got people, we know it's possible. We know, you know, it can be bigger. And the other thing was, is that when she graduated, you know, the economy was kind of crazy. The housing market went crazy and we were going to buy a house because we had just moved to Arizona a few years prior. We were getting ready to buy a new house here. And I said to him, you know, why? Like, why should we go buy a house right now and have a big mortgage when, first of all, we're going to be buying at the top. We don't want to do. Yeah. And I said, we work from home 100%. And so we decided let's, you know, buy an RV. And she was, you know, done with school, getting ready to go to college. But then she decided she didn't want to do that, which was fine. But it's been great because honestly, we've been able to work from anywhere. We've been able to go see great things. And, you know, the biggest thing is as long as you're disciplined and doing the work, it doesn't matter where you're doing the work from. And so I like it because it's introduced our kids to new things. We've been able to meet up with them on the road in different places. Our other two daughters are older. One just graduated college. One is in college. 
And I don't know, it's just allowed a completely different perspective on life as opposed to the go to school, get good grades, get a good job and work there for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. That yeah. I could soapbox on that one for sure. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. it. So Trish, what are some of the favorite places you guys have been to? I mean, Lindsay, sorry. Oh, so I don't actually yeah, yeah, travel, yeah, with she them. travel with them. Um, so oh, you don't? I, but to yeah. meet okay. up, I yeah. meet up with them. So I actually last, right about this time last year, I quit my job and started doing some network marketing and some stuff online. And then my mom reached out to me and she was like, hey, do you want to do this Amazon business? And I was like, okay, why not? And so I, I had an apartment and I'm actually just moving right now. So I'm moving in with them for a little bit while we are getting ready to move all my stuff to where I'm actually moving. So by moving in with mom and dad, you mean you're traveling in the RV temporarily? Is that, or hanging with them there? For about a week. Oh, very so short we're, term. We're I got gotcha. you. We're, we're in Arizona right now and that's kind of where, that's where her apartment is. Oh, okay. One of her yeah. main roles is she basically acts as our prep center. So we have everything shipped to her apartment. She handles basically packaging up, push, pushing out the Amazon. So one of the transition points we're in right now is that her apartment, she's moved out of her apartment. She's with us for about a week. And then we're heading out to Colorado Friday to, to get her into a new, her new place. So we're, our prep center right now is in, in the RV. <laughs> so I it's, gotcha. been a, it's been a little, little challenging, but sure. it's just one of those things. It's part of, the, part of the fun journey. We've got awesome video from us last week doing a shipment of what? 300 items out of here. So it was beautiful. uh, It was, it was definitely, it's, it's been fun, but being on the road is, it's a very different lifestyle and it's, it's a lot of fun. If, if, if you're willing to make some sacrifices, it's fantastic. I would never change. And we're like Trish said, we're, uh, we, we went from a motor home. Now we're in something a lot larger. So it feels a little more homey, but it's, uh, it's just great. I mean, I would recommend anybody wants to try it. It's a little bit minimalist, but it is, it's, it's awesome. It's a great, great. Well, we've, we've got two of the really great coaches on our team, Gary and Gay Mosley. Have you interacted with them yet? No, not yet. Okay. They, you'll want to meet them. They've been in a community for quite a while. We're starting up a Facebook group soon, probably by the time this podcast episode goes out, we will have established a group for people who are living the e-commerce lifestyle, fully mobile. Mm Mm-hmm typically RV. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a significant number of people out there. And we've known there's other communities out there that are doing this, but a lot of them have, I don't know, they, it's the, the nickel and dime business opportunity stuff. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I make sock puppets and I sell one a week on Etsy. Like, okay, that's yeah. great. But you can't support a family with that. You know, oh, so yeah. we're, we're looking at integrating this replens model, this Amazon selling model and kind of penetrating that market because it's, it's custom built for I mean, if someone can live outside the United States yeah. and do this without ever seeing or touching their inventory, surely you can live here and hop around oh, on an RV and visit your kids and go town to town and go where the opportunity is, go where the weather is. Yep. Why not? Right? Oh, but, 100%. And you guys are dialing it in. I love that you're at the start of your journey, though. We may even be able to do some coaching or, or tweaking of your systems. I know you're a system family. So let's think through that. Unless there's any uh, any more of the story that you guys want to share, Tris or Lindsay, do we leave anything out that you want to insert kind of like the reality of, of kind of how you got here? So for me, this was kind of my first like actual business, but I've grown up around this. This is what they've done my whole life. And so- Entrepreneurial parents, huh? What's that like? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's really great because they were around my whole life. I never, I wasn't in daycare. 
I was a competitive gymnast growing up. So they were always at my meets. Um, I never said I never had to deal with like that, like the other side of thing, them not being there. And so when I, I had a job one summer and I said, okay, never again. And yeah, but so good, good for you parents me. though. I think every kid, even if they have six successful entrepreneurial parents, you need to work for somebody else for a while and get a taste of how hard people work for <laughs> 10 yes. bucks an hour out there, man. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The real world a little bit. But yeah, so, you know, when I had this opportunity to be able to start something of my own and with them, I was just like, okay, like that's definitely, I want to do that because the work I put in, will we'll see that direct like outcome with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Fantastic. And she is, she's a, she's a part owner. She's 40% owner of the company. So, I mean, we have, we have a company, she's part of it. So it's, it's gives her that whole thing is to get out of that mind that employee mindset yes because once when once when you're an owner it's you do things very very different than when you're just an employee working for a paycheck and that's one of the things that we really try to instill upon our kids that that to have that owner mindset and just make sure that that things it's your business right so Mm -hmm. so run it the way that that you want to run it you know how not to run things so you've been part of other people's plans and it's just sometimes it's just not good so to yeah. be able to take that and run with it the way you want to run with it is is really good yeah build an asset instead of working for a paycheck right yep. yeah exactly that, that's that's a great lesson to instill in your kids and being in an entrepreneurial home i think it almost comes naturally i've noticed uh oh, yeah. kids who are raised on farms tend to just naturally understand that as well delayed gratification work yeah. hard build something you know Whatever you're building yeah. is to serve others eventually and, and selling it for a profit and watching the numbers. And it's same thing if you got a business out of your house, you get those lessons kind of built into your kids. They instinctually just learn so many great things. Oh, so yeah. how many kids do you guys say you had? We have three daughters. Three daughters. Three daughters. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a... Uh, I always joke that it's it's payback for misspent youth, but they are they are <laughs> fantastic kids. They I'm proud to be their dad. So it's... That's beautiful, man. Awesome. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, I've only got one little girl and she's she's our youngest uh, with four older brothers. But I certainly <laughs> learned a lot of things from her. There has been no other way for me to learn certain lessons without a little girl yep. in the mix, for sure. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's let's talk uh, business. Let's transition in. Take it. You, you started to introduce us a little bit to the beginnings. It, it, it sounds like um, uh, Trish kind of initiated the whole Amazon thing. So I started where... I started working out. I, there's a group that I work out with every morning. And one of the guys that, that I work out with, he was talking about, this is just pre-COVID. He was just dabbling with Amazon. Sure. Um, him and his wife ran another business. And then when COVID hit, their business essentially went away. So he had no choice but to make his little Amazon hobby into a business. So it was great because I was doing some affiliate marketing stuff and, and developing some, some, some things along that line. He was doing his Amazon stuff. So we'd work out in the morning. We usually run first. And as we're running, just talking about business. So it was great to, to see him and just to be able to discuss different opportunities for both of us on, hey, you know what? If you change this a little bit, change this a little bit, uh, maybe this would work for you. Maybe this would work for you. So then that just kind of stemmed. So it was great to watch and listen to him and, and see his business grow. And then once when it got to a point where he was he was doing about a half a million or he was almost at a half a million in sales, I was talking to Trisha about it. And then finally, we just sat down one day and we were like, okay, she's like, you really need to do this. I'm <laughs> like, all right, let's just dive in. So took a little time, figured a couple things out, set up some budgets and um, just kind of dove in. And the great thing was 
I started with a different coaching program that that he was part of. But the nice thing was that we're our families are great friends. I mean, I could have him on speed dial anytime I want. He lives 10 minutes down the road from where we're at right now. So if I ever need anything, I have him on, I can give him a call. Hey man, I'm having an issue with this. What do you, what do you suggest? So he was a great mentor to me and it really helped me course correct a lot of times. And it shaved a whole bunch of learning time off of the mistakes I would have made. So it was great because he's been down that road, made the mistakes and, and he sees me going down there and be like, okay, I was doing the same thing, backtrack a little bit and change this. And as soon as we did that, we grow again. So it was always great to be able to have that little ace hole around the pocket if I needed it. I can call and not. What happens a lot of times that I found just doing coaching other people is that people do stuff in a box, right? They're they're alone on their journey. And sometimes they just want somebody just to bang questions off of or or a little bit of guidance because they just don't know. Yeah. Um, and instead of putting it out in a Facebook group where sometimes a lot of people, even though Facebook groups are there for that. A lot of people are still embarrassed sometimes to ask that question. So, sure. so being able to go directly to a source and be like, all right, man, I need help. What do I do here? And Relationships then are key. And having that mentor, absolutely, oh, yeah. hugely it's valuable. Absolutely huge. Yes, so, very much so. So remind me, I remember I read your bio, but it was yesterday and I read a lot of bios, but you guys grew a fairly successful Amazon brand, right? Wasn't that you? You had success, no. some significant success? No? Or is this your... First adventure into Amazon is here recently. This is our first adventure into in, into Amazon. Okay, so you haven't got any major traction yet. That was okay. I was I'm confusing you with another story. Okay, well, we, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know you've well, I mean, done that have done well. We've had other successful launches doing other things outside of Amazon, right? But yeah, this is our first. This is our first dive into Amazon, and I mean, we kind of when it's, and maybe sometimes it's the fault, but when we decide to do something, we usually just go all in. I mean, there's Sounds no. Like messing around. It's just, this is the way that we're going to succeed. And this is the path we need to take. Um, and that's kind of, that's, that's kind of what we did. And so far, <laughs> you know, knock on wood, it's been, it's been going well. We've learned some, some lessons the hard way, just like, just like everybody does. We've lost a little bit of money here, but in, right in the beginning on a couple products, but we learned quickly what to look for, what not to look for. And, um, from that point, we've just been, we have our systems down in place every day. We know what we're doing. And we're at the point now where we're starting to grow. We're at a point where we want to start scaling now. And that's one of the things that we're looking at. Okay, how can we scale to 10 times, 100 times where we're at right now? What's it going to take cost-wise? What's it going to take in capital? And what's it going to take in people? So that's kind of what, what our goal is over the next year to, to really scale up. Well, let's talk through some specifics of what you guys have done so far and right. what those next few steps are and make it uh, possibly as useful for you guys as possible today. And okay. maybe for the listeners as well, useful for them as maybe we've got some newer listeners who are in those initial stages. Just talk us through the past couple months or so. You guys aren't sure. in, in this that long. Yeah, yeah. We started March 28th as we got actually got approved that as an Amazon seller. Right, here um, we are so beginning the, of September. Yep, yep. So we just hit, we hit 45,000 in sales yesterday, which was, which was really kind of cool. Total so sales, another, that's awesome. Yep which has been a great, a great milestone. But initially what we did is once we decided we were going to do it, I mean, the magic question is, okay, how much money do I need? Right. And that's obviously going to be dependent on everybody. We decided, we decided we had 20,000 that we were going to basically set aside for this business. We knew that there was going to be some initial outsource or initial capital we need up front just for some stuff, right? Like Keepa. We use a couple of different software tools. 
just some other stuff besides our actual capital that we need to actually purchase product. So kind of what we did is we knew that Amazon's going to be holding some money. We knew that we're not going to have immediate cash flow. So we took that 20,000. We knew that we basically said we have three months of, of purchasing power here. What do we do with it? So we made a budget per week. And then we basically tried to spend to that budget every single week. So it started off with, um, if you do the math, 16 divided by 12 is around 16 or 20 divided by 12 is around 16, 1600 bucks a week is what we had to spend. What I realized very quickly was that when you're not ungated in a lot of things, it's hard to buy $1,600 worth of product per week. So sure. we start off as much as we can per week and just kept tracking that, worked really hard on getting ungated in a, in a lot of things, learned how to source by asking a ton of questions to people. And that's one thing we've gotten really good at is knowing how to source. So once we had that, one of the very first things we did was after we were sourcing for about two and a half weeks, we're like, this is just a time suck here, <laughs> right? So I went out, I found five VAs. I gave them all a 15 hour. I, I hired five VAs for 15 hours with certain parameters for them to go find products, right? And it was basically just a test because I wanted... We knew at that point that the only way to do this is to, to farm this out because this is just, it's too much time. So out of that, we had found two VAs that were, that were really good. They started going and then all of a sudden they just disappeared. So did that process again. And then we end up with one VA right now who we still have. And she is, she's awesome. Uh, she is phenomenal at finding sources. I don't know how she does it. I'm not going to ask questions because she does it really, really well now. We taught her how to use some software to do some reverse sourcing, to do some storefront stalking. So she does every day. She she works for us full time now, eight hours a day, and she produces anywhere between eight to ten leads a day. So that 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 has been great. The other thing that we did, and I know that a lot of people are not in favor of it, but we got on two leads lists through a couple companies, through another company. Anyway, that worked out really well. That has been one of our main our main sources of of getting product right now. So we have two lead lists and our VA. Um, through that, we get around 60 leads a day. And of those, we purchase as much as we can to hit our budget. So and now go ramping up the fourth quarter, we've upped our budget to about 5,000 a week now. So that's one of our goals is we're trying to hit that 5,000 a week purchasing. Just because I know Q4 is coming, everybody's going crazy over Q4 and we've never gone through it yet. So I'm excited to go through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to really enjoy it. As a replens seller, it's not so much about finding the hottest top seller. You know, any given year, there's the hot Christmas toy and people mm -hmm. go in way too deep a lot of times and have trouble oh, selling yeah. all of it even sometimes because they just get excited about the the hot stuff. But everything, even the boring stuff just tends to sell 10 to 30% more than it normally would have over that six to eight week period. Just everybody's shopping for everything, even the boring stuff, just yeah. more of it sells. So that's kind of the rule of thumb. But the nice thing about the replans model is you're not completely reliant on a spike in December to carry your business. January is often just as good, if not a better month for replan sellers as is December. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then February tapers off a little bit. There's a bit of a slowdown across all shopping online in this, the middle of the summer months. That's for yeah. everybody. That's with everything, though. Yeah, sure. that's it. Yeah, pretty much everything. But yeah, it's a very stable, almost boring. And I would imagine already, it, you know, even with the limited number of products that you guys are selling, it's a pretty random, strange mix. I would imagine at this point, uh, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. We always joke like some of our biggest sellers are just these weird items. 
I'm like, what do people do with these things? I mean, it's just, it, it yeah. absolutely kills me. But, and that was the great thing after we were, we were on a road trip a couple of weeks ago and that's how we kind of got introduced to your podcast. So we kept hearing just replans, replans, because one of the things that we realized fairly quickly is that when all we do is OA stuff, right? So it's a hard model to be consistent with, right? You, it's hard to scale that because it's just random stuff all the time. So once we heard about the replans and how much easier it is to, to be able to project numbers, to be able to say, okay, I know if we have this many replans, we can basically calculate out and know that this is going to be our profit margin at least for this month or at least for this week, right? Mm -hmm. And being able to project those things and be able to know what those numbers are makes life so much easier versus, hey, we're going to send in random item here. We know that the drops are pretty good. Let's hope that we can sell it and hope that the light that the that the listing doesn't get tanked by by sellers that come in and just kill the price. So, yeah, learning to tell the difference between an Easter egg hunt item and a good solid long-term replant. Yep. So that's a lot of what we train. And you mentioned the buy lists too. And I just want to mm-hmm. just caution listeners because I've never endorsed or promoted a buy list before. Simply because if if we did in front of tens of thousands of listeners, that buy list would then be destroyed, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. But if you use it as a starting point for research, any buy list could be decent. Oh, yeah. But the thing you yep. discover over time is they really are passed around quite a bit. There's people who hire virtual assistants to buy all the buy lists and then compile a buy list of the buy list and sell yeah. that as a buy list, right? It's just like, it's piranhas eating each other. And yeah. so the buy lists that are great today could be garbage a month from now. It's oh, yeah. very up and down. And so I, I don't get too excited about it because I just want to make sure and tamper people's expectations about what you're yeah, really getting yeah. into with a buy list. Proceed with caution. Don't look at it as a list of stuff to go buy. It's no, more no. of a research starting point list. And if you use it yeah. that way, you can discover new stores, new websites, new lines of product. And you also talked a little bit about ungating as well and some of the challenges. Talk me through that. What categories are you in? And are the gates starting to open for you now? Because in my experience, once you've sold... 40 to 60 items or so, something like that, the gates start really opening up for you in new categories, new brands. It gets a lot easier. Are you guys experiencing that? Yeah, very much so. One of the first things, like the first week started, it was frustration was huge. Right. So one of the things I did is I started doing some research because I noticed that a lot of things I get automatically engaged in. So Mm -hmm. knowing that, I know there has to be a list out there somewhere of those ASINs. So I took a couple hours and found a list of about probably 500 ASINs. Um, I had my VA go through and ungate in as many as we can. And about probably over half, we got ungated automatically. So that was good because at least we started getting open up to, to, to more products. I started talking with my mentor and he was directing me to at least where we can buy some of the hotter selling items and at least get ungated in those. So I made some connections with a couple companies. So we got engaged in Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, two or three other sports things like that. We got engaged with Lego. So once we started doing those, all of a sudden that really helped our sales go up. And then we started getting engaged in a lot more things very easily. We're still gated in a bunch of stuff. And right. it's frustrating sometimes when you start looking at the numbers, it's like, oh, how do I get engaged this one? Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of the challenge right yeah. now. But, but you'll always be gated in some things. Oh, what yeah. you'll notice again after you've sold a few items, you know, people yeah. have their tricks and their services, and you can pay us two hundred dollars, and we'll get you ungated in the category yeah. and all that. Like, no, yeah. just sell the stuff that you're eligible to sell, and exactly. those gates really do start to fall open. 
Typically, yeah. if someone's coming to me and saying, oh, I just can't find anything, everything's gated. I know that person has been trying for less than a couple months. Yeah, exactly. Because and on it, the other it, side of that two or three month window, it's just not an issue. It really yep. isn't. And there's yeah. a creative way to get ungated. And, and the stuff that you are gated in is the stuff that everyone else is gated in too at that point. <laughs> it's like, okay. there's certain things you just can't sell. You yeah. know, if you want to get on yeah. there and sell MacBook Pros, you know, hey, it's not going to happen, dude. <laughs> it's the long tail stuff that you want to get into anyway. The boring, unusual, what is this product? Yep. You know, people hear names like Nike and Under Armour and like, oh, how exciting. Yeah, I want to sell that because everyone knows what it is. Well, it's the unusual Nike stuff. It's not the hot Nike stuff. It's the stuff yeah, from exactly. years ago. And right, it's the yeah, long exactly. tail. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. Some of the things we sell, like, we're like, what is this? Yeah. One? Right. Yeah. But it's a big seller. Like, well, that, you know, send in the shipment and it's, you know, selling before it ever arrives. And we just laughed because we had no idea what the item even was, but it's That's working. Right. What no. category? Give us a little bit of a description. Of one of those strange items that you found already. We have a, it's an internal piece of an electronic lock, hmm. right? It's a little, it's, it's like this big. We buy it for 60 bucks and we sell it for 180. Yeah. I mean, That's and amazing. we've been selling it now for, I think it was one of the first things It's maybe not one of the first things we bought, but probably within that first month we bought it. It was in mm-hmm. the second shipment. Yeah. The sec- <laughs> yep, second shipment. How, how did you so, talk us through how you found that? Talk us through the process. What did it look like on Keepa? What made you think it was a good reseller? For you? Well, initially we found it on one of the leads lists and we looked at it. The listing is a horrible listing, first of all, because it literally had a picture of a, it comes in a green box. It, there's no writing on the box. It comes in just a green box. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. So we just passed by it. And then I was looking at a couple other things and started looking at the chart and was like, it, there was only two or three other sellers on it and it was selling really well. And I'm like, Let's just do a test here real quick. So we bought, I think, four or five of them. They sold in a week. So we're like, okay. So I tried doing an order for 10. The order got canceled. So I called the company. I said, hey, listen, I want to like to buy, like first, do you guys offer wholesaling? They're like, yeah. I'm like, can you sell me a wholesale list? I'm like, sure. And they sent it to me. I'm like, okay. I didn't have a whole, I didn't have a reseller's license yet. But I was just curious if, if, if they would do it. They did. And I called and talked to one of the reps and told them, I said, we don't have resellers license yet, but I want to buy a bigger quantity. So we did a quantity of 10 and they were like, sure, no problem. So we went ahead and did that. And I just ordered, reordered again. And now I think they're starting to pick up on it now because I went to reorder it yesterday and the price has tripled now of what they're selling it for. <laughs> so I'm like, so that one's probably going to go away, which is kind yeah. of unfortunate because it was a great, I mean, it, it was a great seller and the ROI was off the charts. So yeah. It was, it was definitely good. But there's a million like it out there. Oh, That's yeah. The, oh. Now that you know how to recognize and research, and you mentioned earlier some of the, the store stocking. You know, I don't know if you've been through the advanced Keepa training in the Proven Amazon course. It's, you'll love it. I started it, but I haven't gotten very far yet. Because I started it when I was look, going through the replants course. And we have the free version of Keepa up until going to the replants course. And now we just changed. Oh, yeah. uh, you got to have the paper. Of, yeah. yeah. So we just did that this week. And uh, so now I got to, now I'm going to dive into that training a lot. Oh, deeper. you're going to love it. I mean, because it really is, it, it's systematic, methodical, looking at other sellers, combing through for what would work really well for your inventory lineup as well. And sometimes people are hesitant when they hear that concept, but 
The thing you have to keep in mind with replen selling is you are selling alongside other sellers. That Mm -hmm. is the game. If you see an ASIN that has one seller on it and they're the brand owner, that's probably not a good idea to hop on there. They're going to kick you off. But if you've got two or three or five, or in some cases, even 30 or 50 other sellers, and that buy box is aggressively rotating through all the sellers priced you know, in similar proximity to each other, yep. you can jump in and get a few sales a month at a nice margin on really hot moving products. That's the game. So it doesn't hurt anyone for you to jump in and say, hey, what are other people selling? Just the thing you don't want to do is be the guy that drives the price into the dirt unnecessarily. Oh, right. <laughs> right? Yep. right. And when that happens, you just kind of step back, wait for the price to bounce back up into profitable territory. Off you go again. Yep. But uh, yeah, you guys are starting to discover some some pretty cool things pretty fast here. You're going to enjoy oh, yeah. the journey. And it's custom built for a guy that can kind of think in a, a system systemized way. Because again, we've got plenty of people, like I mentioned, Gary and Gay mostly earlier. They've mm-hmm. got a very robust business. Their coaches on our team, they don't do anything really, except look at their yeah. reports. They've got all that's standard enough, operating that's procedures. That's what we want to get to. <laughs> yeah. But you're not far from it. Once yeah. you understand the basics, bringing in the VAs, sounds like you were even comfortable going out, finding and hiring and training your own VAs. That's awesome. That's a service we offer, but we encourage people, hey, if you want to do that yourself, that's fantastic. The thing I like to encourage when we're talking about virtual assistance is get somebody who works only for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's they're working for 20 other Amazon sellers. Oh, yeah. There's a built-in incentive for them to kind of send the same idea to all 20 and get paid by 20 people for one idea. Uh, and you'll find yeah. yourself bumping into the same people mysteriously over and over yeah. again on Amazon. <laughs> and and uh, yep. like, hmm, maybe I should have them work just for me. So that's that's <laughs> what we do. We actually provide that service. As far as I know, we're the only ones that provide exclusive VAs who work yep. just for the single seller that they're assigned to. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I'm excited to tell you about easily one of the top three most used Amazon seller tools in our community. I use it. My team uses it every day. The vast majority of the successful interviewed guests on this podcast use the tool. It's called Rev Seller, and they've got a special price just for this community. You can see the details of what the tool does and see the special offer at provenamazoncourse.com slash RevSeller. I'll spell it R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R provenamazoncourse.com slash RevSeller. It puts all kinds of useful information right on the screen, right on top of any listing on Amazon that helps you make a really fast, good decision on your inventory buys. You're going to love it. Go see what all it can do for you at provenamazoncourse.com slash RevSeller. Let's get back to the show. And you'll find yourself bumping into the same people mysteriously over and over again on Amazon. (laughs) And uh, Like, hmm, maybe I should have them work just for me. So that's that's what we do. We actually provide that service. As far as I know, we're the only ones that provide exclusive VAs who work yep. just for the single seller that they're assigned to. We're actually going to have a few more questions about that for you too. But Let's it was an interesting. It. We were yeah. on vacation, um, I don't know, it was like a month or so ago. And our friends who also were Amazon sellers were with us. They're the ones who introduced us to your podcast because we were driving in the middle of nowhere. And the podcast that he always loves. We had gotten through the last episode and needed something new. And he was like, have you ever heard of this? Uh, you know, your podcast is like, no. So he turned it on and we just listened to episode after yeah. episode after episode. Awesome. Yeah, we had like, a couple hour drive, like a four so, hour drive and we just kept listening to it. Yeah. For like What's two their names? As we were driving. 
the people who introduced you. Ed and Carla Dassey. I'm sorry? Ed and Carla Dassey. Ed and Carla. Thank you, Ed and Carla. Yeah, they're great. But I will say what I love. So my prior profession is I was a CPA. And so numbers are my thing. And, you know, I've been going through their numbers and we, you know, our profit margins overall, we ran it this morning overall from day one, we're at 20% profit margin, which we're good with the last 30 days. We're at about 17%, but that's because we're also getting rid of some older stuff in the very beginning. Some of the mistakes. Some of the mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. But after listening to the podcast and hearing some of the people who are on, I'm like, okay, good. You can have higher margins. And Absolutely. Obviously and then really listening to your replay. So that was what got me into wanting to go through the course to learn more about it, to kind of start doing it. But my question then comes, well, two things. One, I love the fact that the VA is for you and nobody else. That I love, like you said, because now you're not competing. But after doing this, you know, doing the course and then, you know, going out there and finding them for the last couple of weeks, our original plan was to do it after fourth quarter. But now we're thinking maybe of doing it sooner because I feel like sooner might be better because I feel like listening to other people, the return on investment seems to be fairly quick because you guys train them so well. And um, what was So you're, you're considering getting yeah. one of our proven replens VA yeah. working. Yeah. I'm with 100%. you. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of expectation? Well, we've served well over 300 clients at this point. It's a fairly new program from my vantage mm-hmm. point. Because a lot of times when we do things around here, you know, we get a, a thousand people pretty fast doing and participating right. in whatever it is that we're doing. So it's in its infancy, but all indicators are at this point that it's pretty consistent. Is it mm-hmm. foolproof? No, we're still learning some things. We've yeah. had to switch VAs out for a couple of folks. We had some folks decide, you know what, I, don't, I think I'm just going to do this on my own. But I'd say 95% of those clients are happy. They're very happy. Yeah. They're getting that list of new ASINs every morning, researched by their virtual assistant, trained by our team. And the nice thing too is we're going to be doing some cutting edge ongoing training. So the VA works only for you, but we can continue to give them additional training and almost snap those right. modules on over time mm-hmm. and allow them to do different skill sets for your business. Uh, even including up to, this is kind of the vision we have is, the really good VAs that really step up and lead and do well for their clients, they become the team manager of a team of VAs that do the whole business yep. just for you, not for a bunch of other sellers, just mm-hmm. for you. So you know you've got that loyalty. And you can begin, as you mentioned earlier, Rob, kind of almost encourage that ownership mentality, even in your VA. Hey, as things go well, there's going to be a bonus here. You're on our team mm-hmm. now. You're part of the family yeah. here now. And we have that vision for this program. So yeah, absolutely. Tremendous investment. It will pay yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I guess my thought was uh, two things. One, the one thing I love about helping the VAs is that all the ones that we have had work, like they're great people. And yeah. everything that we've always done in the past, it's always been, you know, the more people you can help, the, you know, the, the obviously the, the better return you're going to get for yourself. And my thought was, you know, if we were able to bring on somebody, you know, sooner than later, one that's going to help them and their family through the holidays, obviously, but it also at the same time would help us grow our business a little bit faster as opposed to just yeah. waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And, but then I guess one of my questions would be on it is I know obviously other people are going to be on those ASINs, 
But, you know, are they being trained to, I mean, think about how to rephrase this. Obviously, with the leads list, you can easily end up with 150 or more sellers on on something because it's been on this list. And then that's what tends to tank the price because yes. people come in and yeah. do crazy things. They're not using leads lists as a starting right. reference point. You're, right. You're teaching them how to actually go out and find these things. So likely right. Yeah. And likely, I'm guessing there would be fewer sellers and then there are obviously things that have got a better profit margin, I'm guessing. You That's can set whatever ROI you'd like to have as your base standard. Like I think our virtual okay. assistant was told we want to make a minimum of $5 net profit, mm-hmm. 40% ROI. That's the minimum before yeah. we even consider something. Typically, we like to see significantly higher than that. Mm-hmm. And right. then it's their job to get in and, and research. And one of the things, you know, you've got family in various cities. One of the things that you can do is some of those regional stores that aren't maybe national, but they're only in the part of the world where you're at. You're in Arizona right now. There's stores that are just Western US and they're in four states around the area or maybe it's just in the Arizona. And you go in and take pictures of the store shelves there. Send that to your VA. Make sure they can see the barcode, the price, how many ounces are in the product so they're getting an exact match and let them do research off of that. So you're kind of feeding them these slightly more exclusive and, and rather than you doing the research, you could, mm-hmm. but they sit and do the research for three or four dollars an hour and overnight. And now they're coming back and saying, hey, this this is a replin here. So you do control some of the exclusivity of the replins okay. you're going to get, but they are mm-hmm. certainly trained to get creative, to get out and you know, we're not feeding them all Walmart leads. Right. And right. It, it's it becomes very apparent very quickly just how creative they're they've been trained to kind of shake cool. the shake the bush for unique and, and creative ideas. Uh, there's oh, yeah. many different ways to do just that, but you can certainly continue to train them as well. If you get a list, like, you know, you're talking about that little green battery box and you got that list, hand that whole list to your VA, right? We've got the yeah. training now that you guys will want to go through. This is another module that's coming soon. We had about a thousand people pay to go through this training. But the nice thing about the Proven Amazon course is, even when we offer separate paid training, eventually it ends up free as a module in the collection of proven Amazon course modules, right? So we typically will offer it to a live class, then we'll offer it as a discount to those who want to go through. And then a few months later, it's free content. So no matter how you guys end up getting this, it's our OAS class, Online Arbitrage Simplified. And that talks about using a tool called Tactical Arbitrage in a creative way to go through lists like the one that that battery company sent you. Mm-hmm. And you can just pour through it super fast and look for potential. So if you're finding creative lists like that, something that other people in our community do, I'm doing this actually day after tomorrow, I'll be going to an event where there's a whole bunch of wholesalers and distributors and people who have lists of products. And I'll just be going up to them one at a time and like, hey, I sell on Amazon. Do you guys like Amazon sellers? And if they say, absolutely not, we can't stand Amazon. Okay, well, I'll move on to the next one. Move to the next one, yeah. But if they yeah. do, I'll say, hey, could I get a spreadsheet of all of your uh, your product catalog? Run it through with my VA. Maybe run it through tactical arbitrage. And TA doesn't catch everything. Yeah. You got to have yep. a match. You know, you got to have a barcode match or whatever. And as a programmer, you know this stuff, Rob. You know, you, you can miss a lot just letting the computer do a quick match oh. search. Yep. You actually get the human intelligence going through, pouring through, using the keywords and the brands and looking for replens. You can just, you can be sitting on a gold mine with a few contacts like the ones that you guys have already established. Hmm. 
Okay. So you kind of control, yeah, that's, you know, that, that's a long answer for you, Trish, but that's okay. you that's can kind of answer. control what you feed them. Okay. I love that. Yeah. But they're doing the, the tedious work. The yeah, people who don't true. like it are the ones who go, hey, I just bought a V8. That means I don't have to do anything ever again. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Send me money every day. Like, yeah. you, no, you've got a relationship with someone who's capable of combing through data quickly. And you can send them stuff and they will find some things for you. Absolutely. But if you get creative, you've, you've got a big advantage. You need to, you've got to leverage that creative talent that's on your team now. Oh, very much so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because I've talked to people that say, I can't afford to have a VA. I'm like, all you need, all the VA needs to do is find one good product per day and they pay for hmm. themselves. Oh, I mean, absolutely. it's just. More than that, yeah. that right there. Even is, a couple of week, yeah, <laughs> arguably. Yeah. <laughs> if, exactly. they're, if they're part-time, especially a couple of yep. week. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy to me because the time, the amount of time spent on, on trying to find that stuff is just mind boggling. Because you go down a rabbit hole and this happens a lot is just looking at different products. You start going down that rabbit hole and all of a sudden you look up and four hours have gone by. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's just. And you've it's, got it's 87 tabs open on your laptop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, so, but it's what else you guys like, want to talk about? What else is on your list? Any questions? Anything else you want to go over? You're you're kind of new to the community. Is there anything I can do to to help you on your journey? You've certainly got a great start. You've got a great team. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny when we first we first started list to you, you you were just having the the big event a couple of weeks ago that that you just had, and yeah. we were like all all four of us in the car. We were just like, oh man, we're we're in the wrong spot right now. <laughs> you should have been so, in Louisville a couple of weeks ago, man. Yeah. So we'll definitely, we're, we're planning on being there for ne- next year, wherever it's going to be. So we're looking forward to that. And I know we just got an email. I, I think you just sent an email out the other day about uh, the videos are now available. Yes, they so, are. Yeah. So yeah, we're be, we've we're got them on sale here for a few days. By the time this podcast episode rolls out, they may have gone off sale, but theprovenconference.com. We got the videos there from the most recent live event. But the good news is if you're a proven Amazon course student, again, everything eventually ends up rolling into there. You may have heard me say before, it's kind of like signing up for a movie streaming service. You know, the new latest Marvel movie is only in theaters until it's also added onto the streaming service at some point in the future. That's how we do things around here. Like if you want it right now when it comes out, yeah, you're going to have to pay a few bucks. You want to, if you're okay waiting, we'll get it to you. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely love, I love that model too. I mean, it's it's great. I'm a big fan because especially for people that are just starting out, there are so many people out there that are going to drop or that are offering these, hey, give me five grand, I'll teach you how to do this. When right. it's just so much easier, especially especially getting started, you have a huge community all of a sudden, you have a very low entry point, and the, at least the basics are there. If you want to do the the more advanced stuff, that's absolutely fine. But the, that pack course, some of those things in there, yeah, I love it. And I love the fact that it's a month. Okay, mm-hmm. that's I'm totally good with that. And yeah. like you said, if you pay up front, you want it right now, fantastic. There's a lot of times where I don't need it right now. I'm going to need it in two months down the road, and I'm okay waiting that waiting that sometimes. Yeah, so and a lot of people take advantage I, of that. Like you know, know. It, we have people who bought that. That course is. I keep having people walk up. To, that's who I'm waving. I keep having people walk up to our front. I face the front door, so I've got kids and feet, their fiancés and people coming and going all day. That's why I keep waving. <laughs> But we have people that bought the proven Amazon course 12 years ago for, but when it first launched, I think it was a hundred bucks one-time payment and they've never paid us another penny. And they've just received tens of thousands of dollars of ongoing value from this thing. So we went to a monthly pay model not too long ago 
just to continue, continue to be able to pay the team and the support and continue to pay the content creators. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a great model. We're very proud of it. It's being used in universities and some high schools around the world. And uh, we, so it, it's really taken on a life of its own. But um, yeah, thanks for noticing that the, as a business model, it, it was a very slow up ramp to being a profitable model. <laughs> it took us years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this thing yeah. to like, okay, this this is viable. Uh, but now that we're here, it, it's, a, it's a pretty well-oiled machine that serves the students well. And and you're going to find, and you'll appreciate this guys that, you know, the just in time learning versus just in case learning aspect, you kind of just hit on that. You know, what you need next will be there when you need it. You don't have to go out and cram your head full of six months worth of oh, content yeah. to launch. It's, you know, yep. few baby steps in and off we go. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot of times. People get in this learning mode and just learn, learn, learn instead of do, do, do. Mm-hmm. And once you start, it's amazing once you cross that bridge and actually start do, 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 stuff happens, right? It's it's a lot of times it's just about doing the action. The results are going to happen if you do the action, right? The results are either going to be good or bad, but as long as you keep doing the action, you can evaluate the results and then course correct. But yes. it's, it's especially when the risks doing, are so small. The, the yeah. risks are yep. just so incredibly small. So yep. little fund and training needed to get started. Well, what Very else do you guys want to talk about? Anything else? Uh, you, I know you guys had had yeah. some questions. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to ask? Yep. Well, I guess, so I'm... Mainly kind of do a lot of the like shipping and packaging and everything like that. Like, and do you guys, stuff. yeah, and inventory, and like all that stuff. Do you guys use like a prep setter or like how long did you do it yourself before you outsourced it or do you still do some of it now? I guess. Yeah. That- you know, you could ask a hundred people in our community who have reasonable sized businesses that question and you're going to get about 50 different answers on the diff- different kinds of arrangements. Very creative. Let me just give you a few of the creative arrangements and I'll tell you what we do. There's people in our community that use a handful of neighbors who live near them and single moms or people with some extra time on their hands and they just kind of have spread it out and they even have rented... um storage locker that keeps all the supplies, the tape, the boxes, everything. And if you need more, you go to the storage locker, everybody has the code and you just go pick up what you need and people work out of their house and stuff's dropped all over the place. We've got people who do it out of their own garage, obviously, or you know, use a prep center that happens to be near them. We've got people who have kind of partnered up and uh, maybe it's two or three different sellers around different parts of the country. And they're kind Mm -hmm. of prepping and shipping for each other based on the convenience of the location of products that they're working. So it really comes down to relationships is one way to do this, right? Just relationships and working with people creatively around you. Then we've got our prep center network, which is uh, the first prep center that ever appeared in the Amazon seller arena was someone from our community. They launched it. It got huge. And there's a huge demand for this business model now. And a lot of people are launching prep centers and doing well. It's not an easy business model by any means. You can easily get off into the weeds and and get in over your head. But there's a bunch of them at prepcenternetwork.com. We keep a list and you can use any of them. You can check them out and they have different minimum requirements and such. That's one one way to do it. Um, But yes, for our business, we actually have a small prep center. We're very picky on taking on new clients. We're one of the prep centers listed in the prepcenternetwork.com network. Okay. But we've got a handful of clients we serve. We do all of our own prepping through that office as well. Actually, the, some of the coming and going today are my kids going and coming from that office, from that warehouse. And uh, that's where we do all of our prepping. And so we do a significant amount of our own prep work there still, for sure. Okay. If you, if, For those who happen to live outside the United States, they have no option but 
use a prep partner of some kind. So some of the most creative prep arrangements you'll find are people who live in Slovakia, right? And and they're using a handful of prep centers, for example. But there's a solution for every challenge. And typically it's going to be a person. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's not some magical service you can call like preprus.com and we'll figure (laughs) out your prepping needs. No, it's everything's unique. Relationship. It's uh, getting plugged into the community, meeting some neighbors, finding some people who don't mind working hard for 12 bucks an hour, just putting tape on a box and saying, hey, you want to do some work for us? You want to do some shopping and some prepping, turning them loose? We got one of the coaches on our team and others have followed this model where some of the newer sellers end up kind of on their virtual team where they don't even use their own Amazon seller account. They're getting a percentage of... You know, you just, just contrast my Amazon seller account that's been around for 12, 13 years. Yours is is fairly new, right? I'm ungated in like everything. everything if yeah. I opened up that to a new seller and said, hey, you go find stuff that we're, you're approved to sell based on my account, prep it, ship it in from wherever you happen to live, we'll share the profits, right? So you get people you trust in your account, kind of doing it together. We've got people to do that hmm. as a model. That's what? that's an interesting model, isn't I'm, it? I like that. There's many ways Definitely. to do this business. Definitely. Many creative ways to grow a team and and kind of have people settle into their roles of specialization. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and depending on how much time they have, or what their motivation level is, or how entrepreneurial they are, or if they're in the Philippines where four dollars an hour spends like thirty bucks an hour, you know, it's oh, like yeah. hey, put them to work to whatever extent you can leverage and relationships. So I know that's a lot of answers there for you, Lindsay, but there's always a creative solution. And mm-hmm. at the point where it becomes tedious, just like your dad said, with that team of guys that he played golf with, yeah. right? if you do it more than three or four times, if it's a repetitive process, we can probably find someone better, faster, cheaper that should and could be doing this. Mm-hmm. Very good. So another question is, so you've been doing your Amazon business for, like you said, 13, 14 years. Obviously, it's changed a lot over that time, especially for for new sellers coming in. Amazon is now holding profits, or or they're they have that hold amount that they do every month. So, mm-hmm. with challenges like that, what are some common challenges that you're seeing with new sellers that are coming in? Something that that maybe we haven't run into yet, or just things that that we should be looking out for, or at least knowing to avoid in the future as we start growing. You know, it's hard for me to tackle a question like that without. First, coming at it from a vantage point of gratitude, because I was on eBay well before I was on Amazon, and the Wild West days. And and you've been doing e-commerce for a while, so you can relate yeah. to some of this. And you may even remember, like with eBay, you'd wake up one Friday morning and go to check in and see what's up. And eBay doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's down. It comes back up sometime Saturday, twenty four hours later, and your account doesn't exist. And like, wait a second. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like the, the early days of e-commerce where people were like, oh, never use a credit card online. You're crazy to use your and like we're past all of that now. Yeah. This is the way the world works now. The systems and the infrastructure and the the trust and the, the feedback scores. And there's just so many advantages we have now. So anytime people say, Oh, well, Amazon wants to, you know, one of the complaints we get is Amazon wants to do a Zoom meeting with me and they want me to show my driver's license. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Like they're verifying your identification so that they know that you're not a crook. Like that's it. Yeah, it's not something. Sandbox. Right. So it's relatively minor things. If we created a post on our Facebook group, and I don't encourage doing this because it's discouraging to say, hey, what thing do you like the least about Amazon? Like let's all complain. 
yeah. the stuff that would show up would be things like they lose inventory sometimes. And some people would say, yeah, they lose it quite often. I, it drives me nuts. Well, you look at the numbers three months later and they found most of it and credited it back. And if you open up a case and you appeal and you show the receipts, maybe you take pictures of your boxes as you're packing them as a precaution and some kind of video or, or even just an image evidence really helps you in those cases. Document everything. You know, Take pictures of your receipts, take pictures of the box that's full with your product there, just in case that box gets lost or shows up as being empty in the mm-hmm. system somehow. But then, you know, for every time that happens, you'll hear someone like, hey, I sent in 20 units of a product. Amazon credited me for 120 units of that product and they're selling them. <laughs> like, I don't know how it happened, yeah. but here we go, right? So it kind of, the error drifts in your favor quite often as well. The whole price tanking thing just tells me that you don't understand the, the arena that we're playing in. If yeah. your price tanking is your big concern, that's free markets. That's reselling in general. And one of the reasons that we also talk about this, we call it the, well, the ladders of success is maybe a good illustration of the pyramid of Amazon opportunities. As you step up, we're not in the Easter egg hunt. That's the bottom level. Easter egg hunt is clearance aisles at Walmart. And hey, I just sold this for 50 bucks and I only paid $5 for it, but I can't find any more of them. The Easter egg hunt, right? That's a grind. We're talking about a scalable, systemizable business with replants, but that's not the last rung on the ladder. You can go up into branded bundles. You get some of these hot moving products and now you're selling them and you're the only one on that listing. You eventually get into launching your own private label product, perhaps, which is where a lot of people try to start. And most people who go down that road end up failing miserably. There's some incredible success stories from people who start there as well. But the vast majority of people who go down that road, if they don't fail miserably initially, they end up failing because competitors wipe them out and they've got all their eggs in one basket on one product. We yeah. see that so often. Uh, but that's something you could grow into off of this model. Yeah. So you're asking, what are, the, what are the pain points? and What things should you guys anticipate? I would say for any pain point that you could mention, there are five or six or 10 or 20 creative ways around through under and over it. So really it's the sky's the limit and we're still in the early stages. Mm -hmm. E-commerce only represents 15% of all economic activity in the US. And that number is just going up every day. Yeah, it's going to be 20 and 30% before we know it. Hundreds of billions of new spending and Amazon is half that activity. Like, yeah, we're in the right arena, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. Yep. Another question is, so with Q4, there's always this talk about Q4, right? We haven't experienced it yet. So we're looking from the outside still. What suggestions would you offer people that are starting out that are are new with this being their first fourth quarter? You know, I have a pretty boring answer. It's one of those answers where we could make a whole lot more money if I had a more exciting answer. But, (laughs) you know, because we can really tap in and leverage. But really, the only thing that's going on, I kind of summarized it earlier, is the boring stuff is going to sell 10 to 20% more than normally would. The exciting stuff, like the Christmas-related stuff, is going to sell in some cases, you know, 500,000 times more than it would during a typical four to five, six-week stretch. Kind of the only decision you have to make is, do I want to jump in and hustle and enjoy the benefit of the hype of Q4? Meaning, okay, yeah, we just found a killer product. Let's hit every Walmart in Phoenix tonight <laughs> because 
it, these are $50 bills. Or mm-hmm. do you just keep the slow and steady Q4 mentality, enjoy the holiday season with your family and and oh, yeah. uh, it's just another boring month where 20 to 30% sales spike on most of the items that we sell. And we do we do form Q4 groups. By the time this podcast episode drops, I don't know if it'll be too late to get into those, but I'll stick a link in the show notes regardless. It's provenq4plan.com. And that's just groups that kind of form into smaller groups to encourage each other to share deals. Let's say there is something like, hey, you can only get it in stores. These are $50 bills, guys. Get to every Walmart in your area before Thursday night and clear the shelf, man. It's like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Along with the training and the scaling and the standard operating procedures. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It's a fun time to start your Amazon business because... It, it's easier to hit home runs during Q4, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ball's coming in a little slower, your bat's a little lighter, and you can swing it a little harder. And, you know, you're just hitting home runs a little easier. But I don't want people to think that it's all about the Q4. Yeah. The beauty of replens, from my vantage point, I've been in e-commerce a long time, Rob. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything like the predictability, the scalability, the boring, systemizable processes that can come out of replens. So I try not to get too emotionally attached to those magical five weeks right? Yeah. in November, yeah. December. It, it's just another, you know, there's some nice numbers. You'll see some nice spikes. Everyone shares their sales graphs and it's fun oh, yeah. to see everyone's spending money, but uh, it doesn't settle back down to nothing when it's over. You've got that same you know, predictable study. Yep. So I tend to focus there after yeah. having done Q4 20 years now. I, yeah. I don't get too much into the hype of it. Okay. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So basically, just do what you're currently doing. Just stay the course. Stay the course and stay find new course. things and keep sending them in. And But if you yeah, want to get up at that. three in the morning and get in line at Best Buy and go no. get yourself 1500 bucks off the shelf, hey, you know, the opportunity's yeah. there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So here's a, one other question I have. You've been doing this for the, for this long. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned since you started? I mean, there's um, probably a bunch of them, but what's, what's yeah, one you know, that, there's really there's there's out? so many, and I've got a handful of books I'm actually writing right now. But uh, I recorded a podcast episode a few days ago. It may be out by the time this episode releases. About I'm doing some leadership discussions, but really, you are on a leadership journey. Building a business is a leadership journey, and the sooner you understand that, and the more intentional you are about applying leadership lesson. You are the glass ceiling on your business's growth. And what raises that? What what raises the level of potential and possibility? Your leadership skills and integrity and charisma and vision, being visionary, supporting and loving your team and serving them well, helping them feel like they've bought into a vision because there is a vision there. It's not just a matter of how many $5 widgets can I find and sell them for $30. And people who just kind of go all in as a one-man show, they leave their family out, they don't hire anybody, they just go as hard as they can 60 hours a week and make as much money as they can selling random widgets to strangers. Those people don't last. So the sooner you can realize this is a leadership journey, that's the big lesson I've learned is this isn't a hobby or a creative way to make money on the side or some slick income opportunity. This is a leadership journey. That means loving people, serving them, growing a team. You're going to have your heart broken. You're going to have oh, yeah. days of victory. Like this is life. 
It, it becomes a part of who you are. It's not just a side thing you do to make some money. Oh yeah. That, I would say that that's yeah. right up there for me. That may sound trite to some yeah. people, but to me, that's, that's the biggest lesson I've learned going from the, you know, the, again, you know, the 30 something young 30 something guy that started this is like, hey, I want to figure out a way to make some extra money for my family on eBay on the weekends. That's yeah. all it was. I want to flip some Easter eggs, some closeouts, some things I can find here and there to, you know, a podcast that has a hundred thousand downloads a month and yeah. you know, a team and a community and people coming and going and, and leading and doing different things and, and trying to manage it all as, as a leader. It's a leadership journey. And to the degree that you can learn to lead that that's your success level. Mm, I love that answer. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Development. Yeah. So I, I love that fits right in with what we do. Yeah. And it's funny. I was going to add 20 years ago, I was an eBay seller too, because when our kids were small, and this, this was the Easter egg hunt, but literally I would just buy and sell their clothes on eBay. Yeah. That's what I would do. And mm-hmm. it, it was fun. But I, yeah, once they got older and didn't like those clothes anymore, obviously I stopped doing it. But and, and a, it lot was, of, uh, a lot of people did that exact thing. Did you ever have anybody, and let me just take you back, you know, at 20 years when you're doing that, Trish, did you ever have anybody ask you like, hey, how do you do that? Like, is that working? Do you remember like yeah. you, those little conversations, yeah. right? The well, only thing I did is I started answering those questions. Yeah, that's it. Nice. That's it. And and yep. then I realized, man, I'm saying the same things over and over again a lot. I should probably create a PDF. <laughs> and that PDF sold a million copies as a book. There you go. <laughs> like, that's awesome. awesome. It turned into a that's podcast. Awesome. And like all I did was answer questions. I did the work. I call it the two steps to massive success. Do it and make it work. And then when other people go, hey, that's working. Can you show me that? You say, yes. And you show them. (laughs) That's it. Yep. The magic formula. Very good. Excellent. I'm trying to just looking over my list right here. And I think that was all of them right now. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, it's been great to know you guys. I think this (laughs) episode will serve others really well. Was there anything else on your mind that you guys wanted to share? Lindsay, anything else on your mind as we were talking that... uh, you guys want to get um, out? It, it, this is the last chance to... I mean, I'll say for like the younger viewers, if you're thinking about doing something like this, do it. Like there's nothing to lose. You got like, even if it's just something you do on the side, like mm-hmm. it's something that is scalable and sustainable if you keep going at it. So like if you want to do it, just do it, jump in. Yeah. You know, Lindsay, we've had, we've had guests on this podcast and I've talked to other young folks in our community. Maybe they're still in college and such. And like, my parents really want me to get that degree. They're paying for college. I got some scholarships, but I'm already putting 20 grand a month in the bank. And I'm not going to find a job better than that when I get out of school. So they have an agreement. They're going to let me do this, but I got to finish school. <laughs> like, okay, that's great. But they're, you know, it, it's a great side backup. It, you know, we live in an era where and I'm not trying to preach to anyone here, but man, it's just having a backup income stream, multiple income streams, something you can be a little more self-reliant. It just makes a whole lot of sense. And this is the thing that can do that. And as demonstrated by the visual on our screen right now, you can do it as a family. You can integrate people in their talents and skills. Like, hey, which part of this do you want to carry? You can plug people in and they can bring a lot of value and help you grow this business. Pretty incredible opportunity. Stuff like this didn't exist pre e commerce. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. Yeah. Yep. Well, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for yes. putting the 
together the community that you have. It's great. Uh, I know that it really, I, I'm a pretty big thinker anyway, and he tells me sometimes I need to scale it back. <laughs> but listening to your podcast, I think really kind of helped open the eyes and the vision of, okay, what we were thinking actually really is possible because you've got so many people out there already doing it and doing it with the models that you're teaching and uh, which was different than what we were doing. So yeah. I just really appreciate all that you do and you've done for this community because uh, it is allowing so many people to go out there and have success who might not have otherwise. Thank you yeah. for that. I appreciate it. I'll receive about 5% of that and the rest goes to the incredible team I've got around me that make yeah. me look really good. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you I'm, to them as well. Yes, very much. Very thank you to them. Yes, it just just a incredible. There's about a hundred of us that make the wheels turn around here, and, and none of us carry a whole lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're together. We're carrying a significant community uh, on this platform that's been built. And if anyone who wants to step into leadership roles around here, hey, the doors are open. The way you earn it is grow a beautiful business, bring mm-hmm. something that we haven't heard before. We'll put you on stage in the spotlight. Teach us. And hey, congratulations, you're a leader. <laughs> that's the way it works. And uh, I love it, that. it's worked well for a significant amount of time now. And, uh, you know, with God's help, we'll continue on that journey. Awesome. So. awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, thank you so much for having us on here today, too. It was awesome. I did that, that welcome post and got that message back from you. I was like, yes. Yeah. So well, we've had some requests in the right? community. Hey, bring on some newer sellers. Some people are just getting rolling. Some people with interesting stories, maybe that, you know, they haven't achieved that $100,000 a month yet they're just spending their first few thousand dollars trying this thing out. And so we were excited to do it. And uh, I'm I, I'm loving it. We've done a good handful of these now. And I think they're coming out just beautifully. So it's good getting to know you guys. Uh, great seeing this part of your family. What a beautiful family. Thank you guys you. Are, are very blessed. And I think you're gonna make a few people jealous just traveling around in an RV, making money online. Oh, yeah. hey, that sounds like a great gig. <laughs> we, yeah, we hear it. We hear it all the time. And it's... Mm-hmm. Well, it's there's quite a community of people who are going to be interested in this concept. And like I said, that, that Facebook group that, that uh, the Mosleys are launching, I'll stick a link to it in the show notes. We'll probably launch this in conjunction with that. So people who are interested can start to research that and and start looking into uh, hanging out with other people who are kind of thinking and doing life that way, kind of that um, on-the-go nomad type lifestyle, right? Oh. Using e-commerce to fund the, the dream of travel. So, exactly. Well, God bless you guys. It's been good hanging out with you. You Thank too. you very much, Thank Jim. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to talk to listeners for just a moment as we wrap this episode up. On behalf of my guests today, great conversation. I almost forgot you were here listening along with us today because I just like getting to know the new folks, this community here and their journeys. But hopefully you benefited. I'm sure you did, actually, because there was a lot of creative discussion today. Thanks for giving us some of your time. You know we're going to have another great episode for you again real soon. In the meantime, God bless you, business building warrior. This is Jim. I'll talk to you then. Hey, one last thing before I let you go, just a little reminder, now that the show is over, it's a great time to go check out Rev Seller. I've told you before, it's one of the top three most popular tools used in our massive Amazon seller community. It puts information right on the screen when you're on amazon.com that helps you make great buying decisions about your inventory very fast. Is this a winner or is it a loser? Rev Seller can help you make great decisions. Check out the special offer they have just for listeners of this community. It's the best price you'll find anywhere on this tool at provenamazoncourse.com slash revseller, R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. Hey, see you next time.
Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.